Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. This is Jonathan Munshaw. I am joined for the first time today by Aliza Burke. Thanks for coming on, Aliza. Thanks so much, John, for having me. So you're a a new addition to the team. Can you just tell the listeners who you are and what your role is with the uh, Threat Intelligence Organization? So I'm an information security engineer within TALUS's Threat Intelligence and Interdiction Team, or TINI. My team is one of the core intelligence gathering and analytic groups within TALUS. We focus on validating and extracting key findings from TALUS's research and incident response engagements, providing analytical insights on threat actor behavior, and identifying and tracking new and emerging trends in the cyber threat landscape. So the the reason why I'm having you on this week is to talk about the Black Cat Ransomware Group. I'll be linking to this in the show notes so folks can read it, but you helped compile our latest uh, threat assessment report on them. So can you kind of just run me through what the, the quote unquote elevator pitch is of this group and why we felt it was worth highlighting this group at this time and kind of diving deep a little bit more into their operations? So uh, we felt Black Hat was a really timely pick since it's a relatively new group. It was just started in November of 2021, and it very quickly gained notoriety for being a highly skilled adversary with sophisticated ransomware. The first publicly reported attack was in November 2021, shortly after the group formed, and almost immediately they conducted several high-impact ransomware attacks on multi-billion dollar international organizations. We also thought that Black Cat was a very relevant threat actor to highlight. Some of the Black Cat affiliates we assess formerly worked for ransomware groups that are very capable, very high profile. For example, the groups that attacked the Colonial Pipeline in May of 2021. So when we talk about Black Cat, even though it's a very new group, it's important to understand we're dealing with a very sophisticated actor. One of the things that I know that's unique about this group is their use of triple extortion tactics. And usually with the ransomware group, we're, we're used to talking about, okay, so this group encrypts your files and demands money back in exchange for getting your files back. And there's kind of a, a few other steps that, that go into this now with Black Cat. So what can you tell me about triple extortion exactly and, and why Black Cat employs it? Like, what, what do they kind of hope to get out of it in the end? So Black Cat is a financially motivated ransomware group. And the real draw of uh, triple extortion is that it adds multiple incentives, we'll call it, we'll call them, uh, for the victim to actually end up paying the money. So just to start from what a regular ransomware attack is, as you mentioned, it's just when an adversary encrypts the victim's data and exchange and collects a ransom in exchange for restoring access. Um, Then in early 2020, we saw a sharp increase in what's called double extortion. That's when an adversary first exfiltrates and then encrypts the victim's data. In that scenario, they can not only demand the victim pay a ransom for the release of the data, but they also have the ability to threaten the victim with public release of the data if the ransom isn't paid. Then around late 2020, early 2021, we began seeing some adversaries using a new tactic called triple extortion, which builds on double extortion in which they exfiltrate and encrypt the data, just like in double extortion. But in this, in this tactic, the adversary also threatens to disrupt the victim's internet access frequently with an attack such as a distributed denial of service. Currently, there aren't any public, publicly reported incidents of Black Cat attempting to DDoS a victim, but we have seen them threaten to do so. And we have also seen them naming and shaming victims 
victims who, were, who refused to pay the ransom. And something else that's unique about this group is their use of the Rust programming language, which was something that stood out to me as I was reading the report that you all compiled. What's unique about the fact that they are using Rust compared to kind of what other threat actors are using right now on the landscape? And then what features does that potentially open the door for in their tools and malware? The Black Hat malware is widely considered by many security firms to be the first Rust-based ransomware that was used in attacks in the wild by a cybercrime organization. And it remains a very uncommonly used language and ransomware variants to this day. The use of Rust places Black Cat in a more advanced category of malware compared to other popular coding languages, such as Python and C++. Rust also complicates antivirus detection, as most AVs only search for more common programming languages. Just to go over into detail of a couple of benefits that Rust offers, they're a highly adaptable programming language with cross-platform capabilities. That means that they can be used against both Windows and Linux operating systems which expands the potential range of victims that Black Cat can target. Rust was also developed with the user experience in mind, so it's very user-friendly. The compiler, for example, produces very informative error messages. It even highlights problematic code and suggestions on how to fix it, which might ensure that any ransomware attacks from Black Cat are more likely to succeed. It's also very secure. It offers secure memory management, which reduces the likelihood that the Black Cat malware will crash before it's executed. I mean, all that insight is really interesting, and I appreciate you bringing that to the table. Is there there anything else about Black Cat that really stood out to you while you were doing your research and during the writing process that you really think kind of sets this group apart from others that we've seen? And then the other thing that I want to kind of tack onto this is like their potential connections to other ransomware groups. Uh, is there anything that we can kind of say definitively coming out of this? So uh, to address that that last point first, um, if you read the uh, recent Black Hat blog from Talos, you'll see that we assess that there's a connection between Black Matter and Black Cat. It assesses that former Black Matter affiliates have now gone to work for Black Hat which indicates that they actually have very sophisticated affiliates working for them. That might be one of the reasons why they were able to gain such notoriety so quickly as a very capable cyber criminal organization. Regarding anything else that I might wanna highlight, I think one thing that's important to note is uh, what we might see from Black Cat going forward. One of the other points on Black Cat that I really wanna highlight is their ability to remain apolitical in the midst of um, ongoing international events, such as the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Many other ransomware groups have been very outspoken, choosing one side or the other, but Black Hat made a point of remaining apolitical. A lot of these divisions within groups have caused significant problems. For example, in the ransomware group Conti, in which a member leaked a lot of internal communications uh, belonging to the Conti group after they declared its support for Russia. Black Hat will likely avoid these types of internal fissures because of their ability to stay out of global politics. All right, awesome. Well, thank you very much uh, for your time today and for coming on the show for the first time. I'm sure uh, we'll find something else to talk to you about in the future. But for the time being, I will hope you have a good rest of your week. 
Thanks so much, John.